BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. So many different stories right now on Capitol Hill coming together. We are trying to keep you updated on what exactly is going on as it pertains to the infrastructure bill, which may be voted on today by the House, but also the budget reconciliation bill, which has now been officially laid out in some way. And that is going to be, I would imagine, a major battle between the two of these and the interplay complicated a lot of different chess board maneuverings going on right now and uh, we will keep you updated on that throughout the course of the show as well as tomorrow uh, with the latest we are joined now by molly hemingway who has got a fabulous book uh, that is coming out we're going to talk about that uh, regarding what exactly went on in the 2020 election and beyond Buck Sexton, I should mention, Molly, as she comes in with us right now, Buck is out sick. I know you know Buck well, Molly, but I want to start with this. Your book on Brett Kavanaugh was incredible. The the behind-the-scenes maneuvering associated with how Brett Kavanaugh ended up on the Supreme Court, the Senate Judiciary Committee hearings, it was absolutely riveting. Uh, I don't think I've ever spoken to you before, but I wanted you to hear that directly from me. It was so incredibly well done. How much time and research and energy and effort did you put into telling that story as in such a compelling fashion as you did? Well, thank you, first of all. I appreciate that, and I was glad to research and report on both books. For the first book, my co-author, Carrie Severino, and I interviewed more than 100 people who were involved in the confirmation of Kavanaugh. You know, that included everyone at the White House and the Senate and the um, outside groups. And it was just fascinating to get their stories and inside details and be able to record for posterity what actually happened. Because we knew 
that the media would do what they did with Clarence Thomas, which is, you know, tell false stories and then just keep telling and telling and telling them for decades. And then the real history gets lost. And so I took that same approach with Rigged, which tells what happened during the 2020 election. Tons of interviews from people on the Trump campaign and RNC, but at the state and the local level, the outside groups to really get a handle on just what happened in this craziest election of our lifetime. Okay, so I haven't read Rigged yet, but I encourage everybody out there just based on your last book to read this one, and I will read it as well. Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Let's let's talk about some of the things that you uncovered during the course of reporting on this book. And I want to start with one that I know all of our listeners are focused on because it was such an egregious example of this overreach. And that was the New York Post basically getting canceled by Twitter and other big tech platforms when they came out with what has now basically been confirmed to have been an accurate story about Hunter Biden's laptop and everything associated uh, with uh, the revelations on that laptop. In the years ahead, will this come to seem even more egregious in your mind than it does now? Or is this something that people are going to pretend on the left just never happened as a result of it now having been proven true and that their censorship was in many ways, a direct uh, refutation of the truth. It was shocking and horrifying and one of the worst things I've ever seen. More Stalinist than American to watch as all of these powerful entities just decided they were going to memory hole, not just an important story, but one of the more important stories of the campaign. You know, we know the Biden family has a business and that's where foreign oligarchs and other powerful people give money to members of the Biden family. And then it's completely unknown what they get in return, you know, and because it's unknown, it's presumably related to policy and taxpayer dollars. And so there was no question that this was an important story for, for journalists to cover. They never covered it. And then when the New York post did cover it, they, they did their best to lie about it, claim it was Russian misinformation to deplatform uh, New York post and anybody who shared the story. It was horrible, but it was just one of many ways that our corrupt media have harmed the country and harmed civil discourse, harmed the integrity of our elections, because, you know, you look at what our country was founded on and it's freedom of information and the right to pursue the truth. And this is, you know, encoded in the First Amendment, freedom of religion, speech, press, all these things. And the war and the media and big tech went to war against these founding ideas that are like predate our actual country. And it was horrifying to go through. If you compare the false allegations of Russia collusion with what we 100% know was big tech collusion, isn't it unbelievable that so many people who spread the big lie of Russia collusion were directly complicit in a conspiracy of big tech companies to alter the outcome of the 2020 election after they falsely argued that 2016 had been the collusive driven election that was outcome that outcome pursuit driven in that way. It's an extraordinary irony. Yes, Clay. Isn't that very interesting that, you know, from 2016 through the next election, 
it wasn't like a fringe theory that these conspiracy theorists held to and promulgated. It was massive. It was everybody in the media, everybody in the Democratic Party. They claimed that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election because he was a secret agent of Russia. It was absurd. It was evil. And they did it every day, multiple times a day. And then on and then 2020 happens. We have all these changes to our election laws. We have mail-in ballots flooding the system. We have Mark Zuckerberg engaged in a private takeover of our government election offices. We have the media and tech issues that we talked about. And then all of a sudden, these very same people who spread the lie that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election and spread it maliciously and continuously for years, all of a sudden they're like, you can't talk about any problems with the 2020 election. And when it comes down to it, the only thing they can like hang their hat on is that Russia was meddled in our elections, you know, for like 100 years, oh, except for 2018 and 2020, apparently. Um, they bought like $100,000 in Facebook ads, some of which benefited Hillary Clinton, some of which benefited Donald Trump. Well, compare that with what tech did in 2020. They spent four years gaming algorithms, four years deplatforming effective conservative voices, four years censoring important stories, four years you know, telling their left-leaning social media users to go register to vote and to go vote, but not their right-leaning users. I mean, talk about meddling, and, and on a scale so much beyond a piddly, you know, whatever Russia did in 2016. It's well said, and I think you and I understand this a lot better than your average person would because we write online, and you mentioned $100,000 in Facebook ads. That might sound like a lot of money to a regular person because $100,000 is a lot of money to a regular person. To someone who is buying Facebook ads, $100,000, Molly, is nothing. I mean, that that is such a tiny pinprick of money. The idea that you could swing a presidential election for $100,000 when we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year, if not billions of dollars a year on presidential elections, is one of the dumbest. Leave, leave aside the dishonesty of it. It's one of the dumbest arguments that I've ever seen made and accepted as a reality by anyone with a functional brain. And yet, again, it was not fringe. It wasn't yes. you know, on the outer edges of the Internet that this was being promulgated. It was Every day in the Washington Post, New York Times, you know, CNN, MSNBC, all the major media. And it was, you know, too stupid to believe they actually thought that, that what they were saying was real, but caused real damage. And like you point out, what tech companies themselves did, you know, after 2016, they felt responsible for Donald Trump winning because the media had manipulated Trump's message so that people wouldn't vote for him. So he just went with social media to speak directly to the people and the people found that very compelling. And so they decided, well, we can't let him speak directly to the people. We have to control this. And they did. Every, I mean, they, they were kind of public about it, but they did all of this game playing, you know, with search engines, with suppression of news stories. If you were a left wing newspaper like The Washington Post, or New York Times or, you know, even outright like a, acknowledged leftist media, those were elevated on Facebook and other social media platforms. If you didn't cue to corporate media's party line, if you, for instance, said that the Russia collusion hoax was a lie, which is true, they would they would decrease your reach on social media. Think about the profound implications of how that affected people's understanding of reality and how they might vote in subsequent elections. There's no doubt. We're talking to Molly Hemingway. She's a senior editor at The Federalist, author of the new book, which I would encourage all of you to read, Rigged. Of the big tech companies, 
if you were doing a power ranking of how impactful they were in helping to rig the 2020 election for Joe Biden, how would you assess Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all of these different big tech companies and essentially the contributions that they were making in favor of Joe Biden? Did any one or two companies stagger you more than others in terms of the decisions they were making? How would you rank them? Well, of course, they're all kind of related, sometimes officially, and sometimes they coordinate to de-platform voices together. But I would say the role that Google plays in controlling access to information, they're more powerful than any country on Earth. They can de-platform people at will in a way that, you know, they can take sites offline, they can take voices offline, and then they do it a lot with ways that people don't understand. So if you, you know, if you're putting something into a search engine, I think many Americans have this naive idea that what they're getting back is somehow balanced or impartial. That just simply is not true. They have shown for years that conservative or non-leftist voices are marginalized in these search engines in a way that is almost like a psychological experiment on the American people and, of course, in other countries as well. Is it going to get better or worse in your mind as we move into 2022 and 2024? Is there any shame? Is there any legal peril that the Googles, the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world are facing now based on regulatory investigations? Or do you think they've been emboldened now, given how much and how impactful they were, that 2022 and 2024 could be worse? Where do we go from here? I think we saw what happened after 2020, and this is partly why the media don't want people to talk about the election, is because they want to continue the operation. Certain things that were done, like Mark Zuckerberg's private takeover of government election offices, where he spent about as much money as the federal government did to run the election and to embed left-wing activists into it. Some states have made that illegal. Some states haven't. So it can either continue or not continue, depending on what the state law is. But in general, I think tech companies do feel emboldened. They might be a little surprised that they're not receiving more gratitude from the Democrat Party, but be that as it may, I think they feel emboldened. And you're seeing Democrats trying to ensconce into permanent law some of the changes that they wrought in 2020 to create more uh, inconsistency and chaos in our election processes. That's kind of a feature for them, even if it's a bug for most people to look at what happened after 2020 and be like, I don't know if we should have to wait weeks to find out how many people voted, much less who they voted for. Uh, But you'll you'll see these battles continuing to matter because this wasn't just about stopping Donald Trump. This is about power going forward for uh, for whole parties and for whole movements. Last question for you. We have President Trump on the show tomorrow in the final hour of the program scheduled to be on with us. I believe you talked with him for five hours or more as a part of your book, Rigged. What did you learn from President Trump? And based on those conversations, do you think he is inclined to run again in 2024 in your mind? Yeah, when I I interviewed him three times for the book and the first interview, I wasn't quite sure if he wanted to run again. I almost got the feeling he didn't want to have to do it. So I think three things are arguing in favor of him running. One, I think he's disappointed that the Republican Party has kind of returned to form that feckless weakness that frustrated voters so much. Um, Two, I don't think he's getting credit for what he did. I mean, he actually achieved quite a bit policy-wise. And I think that he 
needs to have his legacy affirmed for him not to want to run again. And then finally, I think the establishment is freaking out so much about him running that it's signaling to him that he might need to do it again. So I don't know if he will or won't, but it is interesting to see how poorly the establishment responded to his initial run and how they're how poorly they're responding to the political situation right now. Molly Hemingway, she is the senior editor at The Federalist, fantastic author. Go read Rigged. I'm looking forward to reading it myself, all about the 2020 presidential election and the power of big tech to rig the outcome of this election. Molly, keep up the good work. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Clay. Bye. That is Molly Hemingway. We will be back, break down a little bit more of that discussion, because I do think the power and scope and magnitude of big tech's influence continues to be underrated in terms of what they were capable of pulling off in the 2020 election. But that will be in a moment. First, I got to tell you, what's the best discovery in the past month that we've had here on the show? How about Tommy John gear? Buck and I are both wearing it all the time. Pullover tops, undershirts, underwear, top of the line comfort. This brand, Tommy John, clearly started with the introduction of the world's most comfortable underwear, and they've expanded from there. Right now, with Tommy John underwear, the statement is pretty true. When you start off your day wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable. You can do everything better. Tommy John's men's underwear, breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric, four times the stretch of competing brands with over 16 million pairs sold. They have fanatics, not fans. We're proudly Tommy John fanatics here on the show. And this fall, you can upgrade what's underneath with new Tommy John underwear. They look great, feel even better, and it's all backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. 20% off right now with your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Clay. That's TommyJohn.com slash Clay, my name, C-L-A-Y, for 20% off one more time, tommyjohn.com slash clay. See site for detail. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck out sick. I am manning the controls here solo today. Buck should be back tomorrow. Uh, My thanks to Molly Hemingway, who just joined us. Encourage all of you. To go subscribe to the podcast, you can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out his name, Buck Sexton, and you will be glad that you did. You can go give us five stars, and we appreciate all of our live feeds out there in all 50 states, the hundreds and hundreds of uh, different stations out there that are carrying us. We also have a best of, though. I know everybody's busy, uh, and one of the top requests we've been getting is, hey, you know, three hours a lot. We get it. We hope you listen to all three hours, but understand some of you are too busy. You can go through and look at the topics and decide what you'd like to listen to, or you can let our crew collate what they think is the best part of every single day, and you can just go listen to the best of. So uh, I encourage you to check that out. Like giving you a roadmap where we're headed, by the way, top of the next hour, our friend Alex Berenson, who has been incredibly prescient when it comes to analyzing all the data on COVID, will join us and discuss everything going on uh, with the latest data from COVID uh, in England, in Israel, and all the other different countries out there and where we might be headed. But I want to say this, talk about Molly Hemingway and her book, Rigged. I have a pretty decent working knowledge, certainly a lot more than your average person, even who's in media, because I built OutKick, my website, into a really big business, sold it to Fox. Uh, It was announced in May, and I still run OutKick. But the idea that we were ever going to be in a spot where $100,000 could determine the outcome of an election is so laughably absurd that anyone who told you Facebook ads for $100,000 swung the election in Russia's favor is so dumb you should never listen to them about anything ever again for the rest of your life. What you should do is make sure that you're protected from so many people out there on the internet who want to steal your data, track your searches, your video history, everything you click on. They sell that data. That's how they make their money. That's why you need ExpressVPN right now. One click. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET. They can anonymize your data, protect you. How do you get it? Go to visit uh, expressvpn.com slash clay. That's expressvpn.com slash clay. And you will get three months free with this link. One more time, expressvpn.com slash clay right now to learn more. Welcome back in, 
Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We continue to follow the latest from Capitol Hill. Joe Biden says his entire agenda is on the line, potentially an infrastructure vote. Budget reconciliation bill details out what is going to end up happening. We don't know. Biden will be leaving shortly for Europe. But the latest is that there is an expectation that there will be a vote on the infrastructure bill today uh, for Nancy Pelosi is going to schedule it in the House. So we will wait and see. We'll continue to update you throughout the course of today's program about what exactly is going to take place there. In the meantime, the battle over COVID really has ended up being red state governors, thank the Lord, who have been standing up against the overreach of the Biden administration. And what that's going to end up looking like are the lawsuits that are being filed over who gets to make determinations for state residents. Are we going to allow state governors to allow individuals to make their own choices about whether or not they are going to be vaccinated? Or are we going to allow the federal government to swoop in and say, unless you are vaccinated, you are not able to actually maintain your job. So we've got lawsuits being filed in Florida today by Ron DeSantis against the federal vaccine mandate. These involve, among other things, federal employees who might be working at NASA facilities in the state of Florida. This is going to take a long time to play out. We've got lawsuits also in the state of Texas over the battle that is being fought there. Whether and Again, this is significant, but I want to make sure everybody understands it. The governors of Florida and Texas are not telling their citizens, you can't get vaccinated. They are in no way forbidding any citizen from making the choice to vaccinate themselves or their children or their family. What they are saying is, you can't be fired for refusing to do so. And this is particularly important as we move closer and closer to, I think, what is going to be a mandate for children to be vaccinated despite the fact that children have almost no risk whatsoever from COVID, if you think the mask battle was significant, it's nothing compared to what we're going to have over the COVID vaccine mandate for children. But I appreciate and applaud governors like Ron DeSantis of Florida for standing up in favor of your constitutional right to make a choice about whether or not you are going to be vaccinated. Earlier this morning, Ron DeSantis announced his federal lawsuit against the federal government mandates and also discussed in a little bit more detail the path from 15 days to stop the spread to you better get this vaccine or you're going to lose your job. Sometimes you got to just in the moment look back and think, okay, we've gone from 15 days to slow the spread to three jabs to keep your job somehow. Are you kidding me? It does violate the Constitution. It's going to going to hurt the economy. But also, this is not the end of it. OK, I think we know they always say, oh, well, we just need to do this. And then they go on to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. And so it's important for us to, to take a stand, not only for what's at stake here with the folks that could be affected, uh, but also knowing that if you don't give resistance to this, you're going to continue to see other things and they're going to absolutely do more. It's important. It's an important detail 
Because anyone out there who has watched the slow, continued growth of federal government mandates as it pertains to the vaccine. Just think back if in March of 2020, you had been told that by the time you were getting close to Halloween, and by the way, I hope all of you are going to have a phenomenal Halloween. My wife throws a monster Halloween party every year. And we have got the backyard getting tented right now. We have got an awesome party that we are going to throw. We threw it last year, too. We had this conversation because last year COVID was going on. It was getting close to the election. And my wife was like, hey, do you think we should have the party? I said, yeah, let everybody make a choice about whether or not they want to come to a party. If they don't want to come, if they don't feel comfortable, that's their right. But I know there are massive numbers of people out there that are desperate for normalcy. And certainly, this fall feels pretty normal for most people, I think. But if you are out there right now, and I had told you back in March of 2020, by almost November of next year, you are still going to be dealing with COVID. And there are going to be mandates for a COVID vaccine, despite the fact that many of you will have already had it, despite the fact that the data will clearly reflect that if you're in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, by and large, you have minimal, minimal, highly minimal risk from COVID, that you would be potentially going to lose your job, that we would be firing police officers, that we would be firing all different sorts of people with important jobs, firemen, healthcare workers, that all of these people would be losing their jobs over their decision as it pertains to the COVID virus, despite that many of them would have had it. And by the way, did you see the recent reports from Moderna and Pfizer saying, hey, this is going to be a yearly shot now? I I don't even think we should call it the COVID vaccine. We should call it the COVID shot. It's effectively going to become like the flu shot. And you know what's interesting about the flu shot is, to my knowledge, there's almost no jobs out there that have ever mandated as a condition of employment that you have to get the flu shot or you're going to get fired. Certainly that hasn't been a case for any school district out there that I can remember where your kids were not able to go to school unless they got the flu shot. Now, this is significant because the seasonal flu is more deadly to your average young kid than COVID is. And look, there's a difference between the risk to a kindergartner and the risk to an 80-year-old. And I think that is wildly important. But we need to start paying attention and listening to what so many people out there in the New York Fire Department, the EMS, and the New York Police Department are saying about these vaccine mandates. Listen to this rally, which you're probably not going to hear almost anywhere else in media. Listen to this outspoken opposition to the COVID vaccine mandate. Today, we stand united on one cause. Firefighters, fire officers, EMS, fire dispatchers, others, affinity groups of the FDNY, sanitation, DSNY, NYPD, my brothers and sisters, we want common cause to stand for freedom to choose. The ability to choose is our God-given right, our free will. 
the right to choose for ourselves, our families, our loved ones. This is our bodies, not yours. We worked tirelessly, long hours, without fear, boldly, took care of the citizens of the city of this New York. We answered countless, countless calls to keep the city safe. We are citizens of the United States of America. New Wow. We need to get her on the show, because I know a lot of you are riled up just hearing that speech on behalf of so many different people in New York City who are potentially going to lose their jobs over the vaccine mandate. We'll continue to track that. I want to tell you right now, a lot of you suffer from chronic pain. It happens as a result of aging, exercise, overexertion, the effects of everyday living. It's why we recommend checking out Relief Factor. It's a real bona fide solution for many people. Created by doctors, perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor made for you. Four key ingredients, 100% drug-free product, goes straight to joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. You guys need to try this out because seven out of ten of the people who try it out, including Buck Sexton's dad and my wife, find out that it works well for them. Jim from Texas took a shot uh, at, at, at trying out Relief Factor and said, I was skeptical. My wife talked me into trying it. After two months of taking Relief Factor, I hardly noticed any pain. I'm so glad I found it. Relief Factor really works. That's why you can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to get the $19.95 three-week quick start developed for you. That's relieffactor.com or call 800, the number for relief. That's 800, the number for relief. Sign up for Relief Factor today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Wishing Buck Sexton well as he's under the weather today. Hoping he's going to be back tomorrow. We'll be joined by former President Donald Trump. Uh, Let me give you a little bit of an update of what's going to happen in the last hour here as we're rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Um, Nancy Pelosi is scheduled to talk at 2 o'clock Eastern-ish about the latest going on. If you're just tuning in, it's been a wild day on Capitol Hill relating to Joe Biden's budget bill now slashed down to around $1.8 trillion. And what is going to go on with the infrastructure bill? Trying to remind you guys, because it feels like it's been forever, and I know it has been, since the Senate passed the infrastructure bill, around $1.2 trillion, mostly on roads, bridges, and the like, that passed the Senate with 19 Republican votes. The House hasn't been willing to vote on it because they've been afraid that the budget reconciliation bill which was initially $3.5 trillion, now cut down because of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to around $1.7 or $1.8 trillion. Well, that's significant because those two bills are in some way connected, and Nancy Pelosi wants to pass the infrastructure bill today, but whether or not she has the votes because of a progressive revolt remains to be seen. There is a democratic civil war brewing. Joe Biden addressed the nation earlier today. He also spent the morning on Capitol Hill. He is going to Europe for the next six days. So it remains to be seen exactly what will happen there. We'll get an update from Nancy Pelosi. Want to remind you as well, we're going to be joined by almost the most dangerous man in media, it feels like in many ways, Alex Berenson at the top of the third hour of this program uh, he was initially active on social media. They banned him. He's now on Substack. Want to get the latest on COVID from him. Uh, and tomorrow, I want to remind you, in the final hour of the program, a good way to finish off Friday, Donald Trump is going to join us at 2.30 Eastern tomorrow. And one of the things we're going to be asking him about is something that I broke yesterday based on talking with people that I know which is that Donald Trump is headed to Atlanta on Saturday night to be present for the Astros-Braves game uh, in the World Series. And you guys know, if you listen to the show, I've been down on the road, flew back from Houston early this morning uh, because I was down there for game one and game two of the World Series. Phenomenal time, thanks to everybody in Houston that we hung out with. 
uh, that uh, that showed us such an incredible experience there and what is truly a great city and a fantastic ballpark. Series tied up 1-1, but Donald Trump is going to be in Atlanta. Atlanta has not hosted a World Series game since 1999. Okay, so this is the first World Series game that Atlanta will have hosted this century. And what's fascinating about this is Trump is going to be inside of that stadium. And the controversy from a political perspective, if you'll remember, is that Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta over the Georgia voting bill, which was a direct response to the incredible mess in Georgia in the 2020 presidential election and then the subsequent Senate races as well. So Georgia, a major battleground, not only for 2020, but for 2022 when Herschel Walker will be running for the Senate against the Reverend Raphael Warnock. Herschel Walker, obviously a good friend of Donald Trump, legendary Georgia running back. So Georgia is going to be a battleground. What will it sound like on Saturday for a massive television audience when I'm telling you all those Braves fans, as soon as they show Donald Trump on the Jumbotron, are going to go absolutely bananas because that is a Trump-filled fan stadium, trust me. And then on top of that, when all of the Let's Go Brandon chants break out, How is the media going to respond to the wildly unpopular presidency of Joe Biden, the spectacular cheering that we're likely to see of Donald Trump, in what is certain to be a 2022 and 2024 battleground state? I think this is a master political stroke by Donald Trump, who also, by the way, is a lot like me. He loves politics. He also loves sports. And he understands how often those two battlegrounds can be intertwined. And so he's going to be on with us tomorrow in the final hour of the program. And we're going to ask him about the decision to go to Atlanta for Astros Braves, what he expects to happen in the game, but what kind of reception he also anticipates receiving and more. Trust me, that's going to be really fascinating. We come back in the third hour of the program. There's a lot of things I still want to dive into. We're getting closer and closer to what could be one of the major pivot points in American politics in recent history. What's going to happen with the governor's race in Virginia? Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, against Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, in a race that is too close to call. We've got some clips from the campaign trail there that I think you guys are going to enjoy. Tuesday is the election, and Glenn Youngkin is surging as Terry McAuliffe plummets. What would the impact be if the Republicans pulled off a huge upset in a state that Joe Biden won by 10 points, and what would it tell us about looking into sort of the crystal ball for the 2022 midterms and where they might be headed That, my friends, is going to be a really interesting discussion. Also want to talk about the continuing rise in inflation. Do you know that McDonald's has had to raise their menu prices by 6%? Let me repeat that, because it's a pretty significant detail. Because of inflationary issues, both in paychecks and also in terms of product supply, McDonald's, which, trust me, 
doesn't want to raise their prices because that comes directly out of your pocketbooks, McDonald's has increases their price by 6%. That's more than the average wage of an American household member is increasing. That means that Joe Biden's inflationary pressures are a default tax on all Americans, and it's as if no one else wants to talk about it. That McDonald's price increase is a metaphor of the larger context that is occurring all over this country where all of us are paying more for goods and services. And that's, by the way, if we can find the goods on the shelves that we want to purchase, we will discuss that and the looming inflationary pressures that continue to grow in the third hour of the program. But up next, he's one of our most popular guests because so few people will actually discuss the truth, and we do it every single day. It's Alex Berenson, the latest on COVID vaccine mandates and what the data is telling us about where we're headed. He's next on Clay and Buck. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.